Yeah, welcome to another weekly wrap-up. With Preezy and Topher. This is season two, episode one. Here we go again, back at it. Yeah, we took a hiatus. It was okay. It was not bad. Yeah. But we're back where we belong. It got stressful. Election happened. Mainly the election happened. Shit got stressful. There. Man, it's like second grade depression. Yeah. Uh, Halloween occurred too in that time frame that we were gone, but we have nothing to share about that. Yeah. It's just, it's, a, it's Halloween. The usual. Yeah. Um, but this week, well, I mean, I guess we can talk about what happened between last episode of season one. That is a lot of information. Is it? I mean, okay, so president got elected. Right. (laughs) That was not a good time. Uh, North Dakota access pipeline. Yeah, North Dakota access pipeline. Native Americans are still getting fucked. Right. Right. Um, During Thanksgiving, too. Oh, yeah, that's really hosed down during Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's ironic. Uh, um, Trump and Obama have had to exchange information. Trump's not really doing well with the intel and stuff like that, intel briefings. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, he's going to be a puppet president. A lot of oh, that's uh, thing. people doing it. Puppet president? Um, it's I a guess term? It's not one that I've heard of yet, but... Did you just make it up right now? Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. I was like, that sounds pretty accurate, though. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be doing a lot of the actual, like, reading his own briefs. I think people are going to explain to him what's going on, and he's going to kind of make a decision based off of that because he doesn't really read <laughs> nice nice no. uh, um i mean not not nice at all but like it nice to know that's how it's gonna be yeah <laughs> right oh well we're here yeah this is where we're at people. um he thought about keeping some things from with obamacare right that's a that's that's not really saying much let's keep it real he, he's still hiring like idiots for the epa right what, and other things yeah about the um whole obamacare thing what really baffled me was like like afterwards he, he he said that he googled obamacare and it's like when you google something that's the first thing that's the first time you're learning about it that's like the basic information you're getting about it so literally this entire campaign he has not <laughs> know what obamacare is and after he became the president he's like all right yeah maybe i should figure out what what this is all about oh no <laughs> dude during campaign season he was just spewing nonsense to get what he needed which was votes right uh, well, worked for and him. i mean i guess he didn't get the popular vote and he got the electoral clock. i mean right. it worked for him at the end of the day yeah now we're questioning our entire democracy infrastructure i don't no know doubt. if anything's gonna no change doubt. but yeah yeah i mean uh um, i feel like this happens every season doesn't it uh, every four years last time was al gore right this yeah. time it was trump and hillary just because last time i guess democrats were always the ones that are upset yeah i mean democrats were upset in 2002 you know <laughs> they thought al gore was gonna win it but bush came out with the electoral electoral votes to win so yeah i'm not um, saying i'm not saying all republican government's gonna be a good time yeah but, that's 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 pretty terrifying you know got yeah. presidency house and the senate um, so they could repeal, I think they're probably, they're probably going to repeal Obamacare. And even all though, of it? You think they're going to repeal all of it? Even though Trump said there are parts of it he likes, I feel like, um, I feel like Republicans have their own agenda. Uh, yeah. Their own agenda. Um, privatize the fuck out of healthcare. Right. Get that paper. Paul Ryan, you know, released some a plan about Medicare. I actually haven't looked into that yet, so I can't give you guys deets about that, but it's definitely something to look into because um, his ideas on what healthcare should be are probably going to be the closest thing that comes out to you in policy um, the next four years. The typical Republican politician is so interesting. You know, it's like white 
quote unquote oh. good old boy. What what oh you're talking about you know like the, the crew, traditional like, like Mitt Romney's Paul Ryan's Ted right. Cruz's even if they don't look ideal like really pretty boys are still like have these right very claim to have these like ideals formal well spoken yeah kind of fiscally conservative uh, look on life yeah Ted Cruz know. said um he said the Republicans don't step up there's gonna be like riots in the street like there aren't riots now already step up in like what way. In the way that they don't deliver promises and stuff to uh, help America actually get better. Okay. Whatever that means. Yeah. Was, I mean, I highly doubt Ted Cruz would support any type of policy that would actually help, you know, the lower income, lower income folks or middle class folks. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure that rhetoric will help him out. Yeah. I think they caught up on all the political talk. Political talk. <laughs> political. Political. <laughs> uh, what else happened? But Halloween um, happened. Did you do anything for Halloween? Um, yeah. I mean, went to Franklin Street I was after. A- Actually, I didn't go to, you know, Franklin Street, the typical thing where they close off the road, but I went to Topo afterwards, and, okay. you know, a lot of people there, so it was a good time. Uh, commented on random people's Halloween costume. Um, I saw this dude dressed up as Michael Jackson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> went up to him, I was like... Um, Dude, I got a great job for you. It's this Pepsi commercial. <laughs> and yeah, he didn't get it at first. But of I course he didn't. He's a fucking millennial. Joke. He didn't get it. Fucking shit. Why would he? Dumbass motherfucker. Yeah. For uh, you, that's you cool. Don't. I don't know if I would have got it either. I probably would have. I'd probably be like, nice. He's probably slightly intoxicated as well. But yeah, I, I kept on going with it, and then he eventually got where I was going with it. Uh, <laughs> the struggle. To, the right? struggle to get a good joke across to someone. <laughs> um, and then what did you do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, what, was your, what was your costume for Halloween? Oh, um, I actually, uh, every year I tell myself I'm going to, you know, uh, get a Halloween costume ahead of time, but every year I just, like, put it off to the last minute, so I just wore my Adventure Time shirt. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Thanksgiving was a holiday that occurred. Yeah, Thanksgiving was good, you know, a lot of traditional, um, Thanksgiving foods. Nice. Um, I read, um, I read the eighth Harry Potter book, so it was actually presented as a play, um, it's, it's called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. So it takes place like 19 years after the seventh Harry Potter book. After, you know, Harry Potter and everybody, Harry Potter and his gang of friends defeated Voldemort and his crew, uh, the Battle of Hogwarts. But yeah, it was like, it was really not that great of a read at all. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're a big Harry Potter fan, then I would definitely suggest reading it uh because it just like highlighted a lot of the relationships and uh people from the previous seven books but it didn't really develop the the characters are really one-dimensional um the main characters were it's it's focuses on harry potter and his third son albus um and albus is sorted into slytherin and uh it's read as a play there's actually it was actually, a, there's a play that was performed, like, in London um, in July, and that's what's, that's what, that's, ba- the book is basically the script, so, um, it was, it was a pretty easy read, it was, it was 300 pages, but it was, like, I would definitely say it's easier to read than the other Harry Potter books, not only because it's less actual words that you have to read, but just, like, the reading level is probably lower, but, um, yeah, definitely not something. If you're not a Harry Potter, if you ne- haven't read any of the other Harry Potter books or seen the movies, definitely recommend not reading it. But if you're a big Harry Potter fan, then um, it definitely goes into some stuff. Like it goes through like the 
Ron and Hermione relationship sort of thing. So, word. Um, yeah. So I never read that last Harry Potter book because I feel like I don't know. Like J.K. Rowling didn't write that last Harry Potter book, right? So she she wrote part of it. Uh, it was her and two other authors. I'm not exactly sure how much of an influence she had, um, but yeah, there were some really cheesy lines in it. At one point, <laughs> some kid the one point one of the characters said something along the lines of "You're the light of my life" or something like that. Yeah, just really bad. Was it like a good read, or was it just an okay man read? It was it was engaging, just because of the fact, just because I want to, like, kind of get an idea of what. I want to go through a tale of what Harry Potter's kids are like and what yeah. Ron and Hermione would be like when they're older and what, you... what Harry's like. So yeah. I was I was kind of disappointed in the... Oh, and they didn't like, deliver up to like your childhood expectations? It's just yeah. there was really no character development. It, everything went so fast. I think it covered a, probably covered a four-year time span Yeah. Um, in the 300 pages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no character development, all the characters seem one dimensional and really petty. Um, so yeah, but yeah, um, some more, <clears throat> more political stuff. Yeah. Presidential vote recount in Wisconsin. They're trying for a recount in Pennsylvania and Michigan. Yeah. So that's being led by Jill Stein. The Green party. Right. Yeah. She's a presidential candidate for the Green party. So uh, props to her for, you know, uh, spearheading this campaign to get those recounts, especially in the in battleground states like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, where Hillary Clinton was thought to win at least one of the three. <laughs> um, I mean, what's the odds of the recount helping? Um, you know what? I actually haven't. I'm actually not too sure how much Trump won by in those three states. I think it's um, somewhere from like probably like around 10,000 to 30,000 votes in those counts. And uh, Hillary, if you look at a presidential, the presidential race, like Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, so she won, she's like ahead by like 2 million now, so that's a pretty big margin mm. if, you, if you compare it to the 2000 race. Um, not exactly sure what those numbers is, but, you know, I've been hearing that uh, this one is, she's, you know, far more ahead than Al Gore was in the popular vote. So I think it's definitely worth going through the process of recounting. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton, I, I'm surprised that Hillary Clinton's campaign wasn't spearheading this, but, you know, they agreed to be a part of it. Um, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so they, they agreed to it in Wisconsin, so it's actually going on in Wisconsin. But I don't think, I don't know if Pennsylvania and Michigan have agreed to it as of yet. Um but yeah, I think Jill Stein's campaign is actually funding a lot of it, especially in Wisconsin. So props to her. It's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the North Carolina governor's race needed a recount too. Yeah, man. Like, I in my opinion, this should have been over a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> but Pat McCrory, he's trying to extend the process. Douche. Um, yeah. So after, so I guess break it down. Um, on election day, Roy Cooper was up by. 3,000 or 4,000 votes. Um, so it was a close one. So Pat McCrory was like, yeah, let's do, uh, let's count these provisional ballots and let's count these absentee ballots. Uh, so provisional ballots, basically like when you register to vote, you have to have 
certain information to verify who you are, like your social security number or your driver's license number. Some of those forms they don't have, like people don't fill that out, so they need to like double check that you're actually that person. So those are considered provisional ballots. Uh, absentee ballots are people who are residents of North Carolina, but they're out of state, so they send in their um, ballot a little bit later, so they're not counted on election day, so you need to count those. But yeah, so, so you count those ballots, and then um, Roy Cooper, he, he his lead keeps on going up. He Now he's about uh, up to 7,700 votes, um, and... Uh, but McCrory, you know, he's trying to build an argument. Him and his lawyer are trying to build an argument that there's been voter fraud in a lot of the counties in North Carolina. Nice. And if he does do that, then if he, if he can build a solid enough case that there was voter fraud, mm-hmm. then basically the election won't matter when it comes to the governor's race. The General Assembly will be able to decide who's the governor uh, of North Carolina. General Assembly's pretty red, pretty Republican, so they would definitely choose Pat McCrory. So um, as of now, where we're at right now is McCrory says he'll, he won't ask for a state recount um, if Durham County has a recount. Um, and if the votes in Durham County are the same now as they were during Election Day, then, you know... Um, um, you know, he'll drop the whole, like, you know, continuing this process of going through a recount and, you know, but, uh, I don't know. That's a little iffy because I, obviously it's not going to be the same because of absentee ballots and provisional ballots. So I, I don't know if Pat McCrory really would drop it after Durham County does a recount, but, um, Durham County tends to be pretty blue, uh, <laughs> in the election. So he's put a lot of emphasis on them. Um, there's also like the whole thing like on election day where they're using like an electronic system to check to see if you're a registered voter, but that wasn't working on election day. Mm-hmm. So uh, Pat McCrory is using that to say that, you know, hey, there may have been something up with counting the votes, even though checking to see if people were registered to vote and, you know, counting the votes are not really related to each other. Um but yeah, um, so Tuesday, this Tuesday, uh, November, Tuesday, November 29th is when they decide whether there's going to be um, a recount or not. And this, uh, so. Um, Solid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Want to tell the people about Amazon Prime Week of sales? Yeah, so basically. So they're extending, uh, <laughs> extending Black Friday, extended from Friday to Monday, and now it's going to go on throughout the entire week. So Amazon Prime's they're just going to basically have a bunch of deals. Um, some of the items, you know, even if it's sold out, they'll like be releasing new deals every day. So you know, something to check check up on frequently to see what items they have. Um, uh, one item I was looking at was this queen size mattress. It was like. Two hundred dollars seemed like well, that's a steal. Pretty good deal, right? That's a steal. <laughs> yeah, dude, mattresses are at least his, like uh, his memory foam, double, too. triple the, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mattresses are so. Yeah, you should hop on that, like ASAP. That's it's definite possibility. They don't sell. I don't think they sell the frame with it or anything like that. But um. Hmm. Uh, see, music talk now. Um, 
yeah, I guess I've been gone for a minute, updating y'all on music. Um, ASAP Mob dropped Cozy Tate Volume 1. That's good stuff. Like, Tyler, Future, Tyler the Creator's on it. Um, Earl's nice. Sweatshirt's on it somewhere. There's some other rando people on there, I forget. But it's a good it's a good tape, and it's like a good mixtape. 2 Chains had a... I think I mentioned that he had Daniel Son Necklace Don previously in a former podcast from last season. Um, but this time he dropped a mixtape called Hibachi for Lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good, too. It's 22 minutes, kind of short, seven songs. Um, but good jams. And then uh, we had Young Jeezy, or Jeezy, drop Trapper Die 3. It was like a sequel or part of the trilogy of his Trap or Die series, but he made this like a mixtape album kind of deal. Everything's skewed. I think I had a conversation one time too about how mixtapes are albums. Albums are mixtapes. Nobody really knows what's going on really anymore unless the artist says this is this. Anyways, but Trap or Die 3, um, Young Jeezy dropped Trap or Die 1 like a long time ago and that really put him on the map in terms of being an artist in not just like the South, but also like nationally speaking on the East Coast, you know? That's when, that was like before um, like a lot of good stuff came out. Like, and then what? I don't know what else. Uh, Soul Survivor, that was a track that people really liked um, off his DAP mixed debut album. But before that happened, Trapper Die had to come out. And then Meek Mill had Dream Chasers 4, which is a mixtape. Um, there's definitely like tons of, you know, sub disses or whatever against Drake. Given the circumstances, Drake put him in last summer, but it is very entertaining. Meek comes with the bars. He has great features. Quavo from Migos. Designer does some ad-libs in the tracker, too. I don't remember. Um, we got Tory Lanes. There's um, French Montana. Lil Uzi Vert comes through for a song with him and Nicki Minaj. That's called Froze. Really good song. So those are, I think, the highlights of music for the past few weeks that we haven't been podcasting. If anybody's interested, uh, I don't really know of anything else in terms of prominent music that I recall. But that's what I've been bumping. Yeah. Nice. Charles Gambino has a new um, mixtape coming out soon. Right? Oh, yeah. Charles Gambino's coming out with something soon. Oh, yeah. We've been watching Atlanta, I guess. We can oh, say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta happened, one. too. Atlanta season one. Uh, that was great. It was so good. Did you watch, remember Juneteenth where he was at the party? Uh, yeah, okay. and then he had like the white dude that was so Afrocentric. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> and the jacket was the last episode. But y'all should go check out Atlanta. That's good. Yeah, is a uh, produced, written, and uh, Charles Gambino also acts in it. Yeah, and then his um, brother helps with some stuff, writing and stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, I think uh, one of the main characters he's uh, he plays a rapper or someone who becomes a rapper in the first few episodes and then um he was actually harvard or sorry he was educated at yale that was pretty cool um yale school yale school of drama but yeah seems like a pretty chill guy from his interviews yeah that's all i got yep same here (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so that was uh weekly wrap up season two episode one what you know about that yeah guys yeah back at it here to entertain the masses and do our thing um, subscribe, et cetera, et cetera. Tell your friends. Um, send comments. I don't know. I feel like we have our email, prezientofer at gmail.com. Um, prezientofer on Twitter. Right. Yeah, send us a few messages. Tell us what you think. If we post it on YouTube, then you definitely subscribe below and comment. I suck at uploading the videos, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I can upload the audio real quick. 
That's easy for me. Right. You can listen to it on the way to work. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you don't like our shit, tell us. If you do like our shit, tell us too. I don't know. Right. Give us your opinion. What else you got to do? Cool. Bye. See y'all later.